Welcome to the newest edition of The Geek Flags, the only show where it's okay to play Pokemon Go and watch Doctor Who at the same time. So today, um, I've got a little bit of structure in this episode. I uh, bought me a notepad and a pen, and I've decided to rank the Marvel movies. There are a total of 20 in the past 10 years, and... Why not? We we just uh, <clears throat> we just had Ant Man and the Wasp and Infinity War and they were great movies. So I thought, why the hell not? Let's rank the Marvel movies. This was something that my friend John and I wanted to do when we were doing the Geeking Hour, and we never got around to it due to time constraints and um, work schedules and and whatnot. Um, so what I plan on doing here is um, going 20 through 6 with just the names, and then 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1, uh, name them, and also talk just a little bit about them and why I love them so much. Um, there was an inclusion in here into this list that may surprise some people. I added it because technically it is a part of the MCU. So, without further ado, let's start at number 20. My most hated Marvel movie of all time is Iron Man 3. I know a lot of people love this movie. I am not one of them. It is, to me, pure garbage. Um, and I'm glad that I only watched it two times, because putting myself through it a third time probably would have killed me. Um, Iron Man 3, for those that don't know, was released in 2013 and was a part of Phase 2. Number 19 is Thor Ragnarok. I know I'm going to catch a lot of heat for this one. I absolutely despised Thor Ragnarok. There was only one thing I liked about that movie, and that was when Hela destroyed Mjolnir. Um, Ragnarok is a part of Phase 3 and was out in 2017. Number 18 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I will catch a lot of heat for this, I'm sure, if anyone listens. Um, again, I, there was nothing about this movie that I enjoyed. I loved the first one so much, maybe I just overhyped it in my own head. Absolutely hated this movie with a passion. Guardians 2 was 2017 and was a part of Phase 3. Number 17, Avengers Age of Ultron. A lot of debate has been had about this. I personally think it was trash for the simple fact that the Avengers have to assemble to fight a robot that a blind lawyer from Hell's Kitchen defeated in one-on-one -on -one combat. Enough said. Number 17. 16 is Thor the Dark World. I don't need to say anything else, do I? Number 15 is The Incredible Hulk, the Ed Norton version. This was the one that I included that probably could have been left out, but if you really stop and think about it, it is a part of the MCU, especially with the introduction of General Thunderbolt Ross in Civil War. Number 14, Thor. I liked it. It was fun. The visuals on Asgard were great. But you cannot tell me that Thor was a changed man after only being on Earth for two days. Garbage. Crap. Number 13, Iron Man 2. It was fun. It was a popcorn movie. That's it. Number 12, Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
I really enjoyed Ant-Man and the Wasp, and it's down as low as it is because, you know, the rest of them are real. There's a lot of really stiff competition. Um, I loved the villain in Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I love that they didn't kill the villain in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Holy crap, what a novel thought. <clears throat> Number 11 is Captain America, the first Avenger. This movie was great. I loved it. Number 10 is Spider-Man Homecoming. I really enjoyed Spider-Man Homecoming. I wish they would have kept Spider-Man in New York City. They took him out, took him to D.C. That's okay, though. Ned was great. The reason why Spider-Man Homecoming is not any higher is because, so help me God, if the girl at the end ends up being Mary Jane Watson, I am going to have issues with that. Number nine, Ant-Man, the original. I loved Ant-Man. <clears throat> I know a lot of people don't. I personally do. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought the humor in it was right on point. And uh, the cast, his supporting cast, was just great. Number eight is Black Panther. I uh, might catch a lot of heat for this one, too. Black Panther is a terrific movie, but as, as you will be able to tell here shortly, it has some really stiff competition, which is why it is at number eight and not any higher. <clears throat> number seven, Avengers. The original Avengers. This movie was pure. It was perfect. There was a reason why the team needed to assemble. It was something of a challenge that, on, that only one hero could not do on their own, which is why they had to come together. I loved the team chemistry. I loved the fact that Cap and Iron Man did not get along very well. Uh, I, I love Avengers. Number six, Iron Man, the original, the first Iron Man. It's a perfect superhero movie. It's the one that launched this whole thing. The original Iron Man was pure. It was great. Not my favorite, which is why it's not at number one like it probably would be for everybody else, but it's not my favorite. I, I really did enjoy this movie, though. So <clears throat> now I'm, I'm going to go on to five through one. Um, I did say a little bit about each of the movies uh, ahead or behind us, so I apologize, and now I'm really going to talk about the movies. Number five is Captain America Civil War. When it was first announced that they were doing a Civil War movie, I was a little irritated, because anybody that has read the comics knows there's no way in hell they can pull off Civil War. But they did. It, granted, it had nothing to do with what was going on in the comic books other than the Accords slash the Mutant Registration Act. The introduction of such a huge ensemble of a cast was incredible. And the Russo brothers who directed it, Anthony and Joe Russo, were absolutely amazing in what they did with this movie. I personally am Team Cap. I feel he was right. I know there's a lot of people that were Team Iron Man who feel that he was right. I believe that both sides were right and wrong at the same time. But I'm a big Captain America fan, so I sided with uh, with Team Cap here. The, uh, the, the scene with Ant-Man becoming Giant Man was absolutely hilarious. Spider-Man being introduced in Homecoming or in, in Civil War was just terrific. I loved 
this movie. I loved everything about it. Oh, Black Panther. We got a Black Panther introduction in Civil War. Was just... The reason he was there was great. The reason why all of this happened was great. Again, like I alluded to before, General Thunderbolt Ross makes an appearance in Civil War, and that's, again, why I included the Incredible Hulk in this in this list. He was just the quintessential dickhead that you loved to hate. <clears throat> and I, I cannot say enough good things about this movie, uh, how fun it was. The action sequences were just phenomenal. The fact that, you know, all of these heroes cared enough about each other in, in the big ultimate fight scene at the end that... When you had Hawkeye and Black Widow fighting each other, they're both talking about they're holding back. You know, they don't want to hurt the other. And and I loved that. Um, so, Civil War is my number five with good reason. It's just a great movie. Number four is Doctor Strange, which was released in 2016 and is a part of Phase 3. I'm sure I'm going to catch some hell for putting Doc Strange in the top five. Y'all, I loved Doctor Strange. I absolutely loved this movie. Um, was never a big Benedict Cumberbatch fan. Uh, I liked him in the Star Trek movie he was in. I have not watched Sherlock Holmes, although I've heard that I should. Uh, he was... Horrific as as Doctor Stephen Strange. He was just that arrogant jackass, and had a huge tragedy fall on him in the car accident, where he had to humble himself, and he had to make changes in his life, and and then he runs into Benjamin Bratt's character, uh, who had been to Comartage. And, and learned to heal his body through magic. Um, the scene with... Uh, the, not, um, I apologize. The casting of the Ancient One. I loved her. I loved everything about her. I loved her quirkiness, her peppiness. The interactions that she had with Doctor Strange was just fantastic. The the chemistry in that movie was so on point. You know, we have this big bad villain named Dormammu who is essentially a god and a very new sorcerer who's still kind of coming into his powers. How is he going to defeat him, especially with the Ancient One dying? And it ends up that he traps him in a massive time loop. And so I've done a lot of reading about this movie in, in the couple of years since it's been out. And the director of Doctor Strange has said that Stephen and Dormammu were actually trapped in the time loop for over three years. Which is incredible if you think about it. Would, and is also how Stephen comes out of that encounter as one of the most powerful magicians in the universe. He had time to practice. It, just so cool thinking about that.
So in the span of of a, a five minute movie clip, you know, it, it took place over three years. So now we move on to number three. Um, my top three. I I I know there are a lot of people that disagree with me. I know there are. And I know that my number three is probably your number one. I don't care. It's how I feel. Number three is Avengers Infinity War. Avengers Infinity War is the perfect team-up movie. Avengers Infinity War had some of the best death scenes of any superhero movie. It had some of the best introduction scenes of any superhero movie. It had one of the best storylines. It's just not my favorite. It's my third favorite, but it's not my favorite. So, we'll break this down here real quick. The story from the comic books is that Thanos is obsessed with death and is trying to court death, which is why he is after the Infinity Stone, so he can wipe out half of the galaxy with just the snap of his fingers. In the movie... They obviously changed that. Instead of trying to court death, um, he it's all about balance for Thanos. He has to balance the universe for whatever reason. Uh, God only knows why. But he believes that there needs to be balance. So, the opening sequence starts off where Thor Ragnarok ended, which is on Thor's ship trying to escape Asgard. <clears throat> Most of the Asgardians on that ship were killed, including Loki, including Heimdall, you know, some of Thor's best allies, his brother, his best friend, murdered. We see the Incredible Hulk come busting through and start kicking Thanos' ass, and quickly Thanos turns the tide and starts whipping the piss out of, of the Hulk, which is interesting because we've not seen that up until now in any Marvel movie. Yeah, Thor's gotten in some good shots on the Hulk in, in a couple of movies in the original Avengers and in Ragnarok, but we've not seen the Hulk get his ass thoroughly kicked until he meets up with Thanos, which I am still a believer in the fact that the ass whooping he took from Thanos is why he would not appear throughout the rest of the movie. So, we leave the ship, <clears throat> and we get a bit of an introduction with the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, and then also Iron Man and Pepper, and, you know, Hulk is, is flung to Earth by Heimdall through using dark magic one last time. Bruce Banner crash lands into the Sanctum Santorium, which is where Doctor Strange is, and Doc Strange and Wong find him. First words out of Bruce's mouth is Thanos is coming. Doc doesn't know who Thanos is. Bruce tells him the story. And then we cut to Tony Stark and Pepper Potts, which I love Pepper Potts. I, I think that she's one of the best non-superhero characters in, in the Marvel Universe. I think she's great. Uh, my wife would not agree. She hates Pepper Potts. I personally love her. My son loves her. We think she's awesome. <clears throat> so, Doc comes out of, of the uh, teleportation. 
Tony Stark, we need to talk. They go back to the sanctum. Starts telling the story of Thanos. Wong Wong does visuals and and everything of the stones, and then we're off. We're, we are we are have taken off like a bat out of hell. And and from this moment on, the movie never slows down. The Guardians. One of the funniest moments in the movie was Peter telling uh, Groot that he needs to put the game up, and Groot pipes off with a "I am Groot," you know, just real sassy and. All of them were like, whoa, calm down, you know, like, watch the language, man, and just absolutely cracks me up, one of the best lines, one of the best scenes in the movie. So, the Guardians are the ones that end up coming across Thor, whose body has been floating semi-lifeless in in space. Uh, If it's not for the fact that he's a god, he's probably dying, am I right? So... They come across Thor, they rescue him, Thor needs a new weapon, he decides to go, and I still can't remember the name of this damn planet, something, wherever the dwarf star is. So they go there, him, Rocket, and Groot, the Guardians go to nowhere to try to stop Thanos, so then, Stark, Spider-Man, Doc Strange, all fighting in New York City. Doc gets captured by the Ebony Maw, who I was so pissed that they killed him off as early as they did. Ebony Maw is one of the coolest villains in in Marvel, period. And the fact that he was offed so quickly and so easily really rubbed me the wrong way. Probably the reason why this movie is not my number one, just because of how much I loved the character of Ebony Maw. So, they end up on Titan, those three end up on Titan, and they end up meeting meeting up with the Guardians, minus Gamora, who is now with Thanos, trying to find the Soul Stone. We see that the Red Skull is back, he is the Guardian of the Soul Stone, which, fun little fact here, there was a Q&A the other day on Twitter with the Russo brothers, who also directed Infinity War, and someone asked the question about now that the Soul Stone is gone, <clears throat> is Red Skull free to leave? And the answer that the Russo brothers gave really raised, made me raise my eyebrows. Yes. Yes. Red Skull is now free to leave Vormir and pursue anything that he wants, including his own Infinity Stone, should he wish. So it'll be really interesting in Avengers 4 to see if um, Red Skull, who was played by Ross Marquand, makes it into the movie and and what kind of an impact he has. Uh, As the Guardian of the Soul Stone, you know, he would know more about it than anybody else. So, you know, is, is Cap and the Guardians going to try to track him down to hunt for the stones? So... We keep jumping scenes here between Thanos and Gamora and then back on Titan with Tony, Spider-Man, Doc, and the Guardians. And then back on Earth with Cap and Falcon and War Machine and Black Widow. And, of course, Vision and Scarlet Witch. They those That group decides to go to Wakanda to try to remove the Soul Stone from Vision's head. 
so it doesn't kill Vision. The Guardians, Tony, Spider-Man, and Doc are trying to take the fight to Thanos, so they're trying to come up with a plan. Another funny line happens there from Peter Quill about Tony's plan sucks and let's use my plan and, and then it'll work and be awesome. And it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, it's at this moment that Peter dreams of Kevin Bacon and Footloose being the greatest movie ever made gets crushed <laughs> by by Peter Parker when when he says it never was um made me laugh made a lot of people laugh I'm sure so the fight on Titan with Thanos happens they ha almost have the gauntlet off Mantis it has him under some sort of a spell all of the guardians are are holding him down Peter and Tony are trying to take the the gauntlet off, and here comes dumbass fucking Peter Quill. Peter Quill lets his emotions get in the way. Stark tries to talk him down. He can't. Peter starts beating the piss out of Thanos, which snaps him out of the trance that Mantis has him in, and it ends up going very poorly for our group of heroes here. So then you flash to the dwarf planet where Thor has to reignite the star to forge Stormbreaker, which we learn also has the power of the Bifrost, which uh, Eitrid, the dwarf, explains is a power that comes from Heimdall, so it makes me wonder what other powers from Heimdall that axe has. We'll talk about that here shortly. So we get the penultimate battle in Wakanda. Cap and his group. Thor comes back with Groot and Rocket. And the battle is on. And, and Thor finally, after so many movies, shows just how much of a badass he truly is. He starts wiping out Thanos' army with just a throw of his axe, and that scene gave me chills. I loved that scene so much, and I finally gained respect for Thor as a superhero. Lost a whole lot of it in Ragnarok, gained a whole hell of a lot more of it back in this scene. Lots of funny nods to different movies in this in this entire battle. Um, Bucky picking up Rocket and spinning him around like uh, kind of like Groot and Rocket did in the first Guardians movie. So there's a little bit of a throwback there, which was really cool. Thanos ends up defeating our heroes on Titan. Gets the Time Stone from Doc Strange because, as we know, there are 14,605,000 different outcomes and only one where the heroes win which convinces me that yes Thanos has to get all of the stones in order for the heroes to win which is why Doc so willingly gave up the time stone it wasn't because he wanted to save Tony's life it's because he saw the future he knows that Tony has to be alive and he knows that Thanos has to have the stone 
Thanos ends up on Earth in Wakanda and just lays waste. Had Scarlet Witch not been a dumb butt bitch and destroyed the Soul Stone inside of Vision way ahead of time, none of this would happen. But because she is stupid, he is still alive when Thanos arrives on Earth and lays waste to the heroes. The only the only hero that, that showed any sort of resistance to Thanos was Captain America. And, and even then, one punch is all it took to knock Cap out. So then Scarlet Witch, who is trying to destroy the Soul Stone, as well as fend off Thanos, actually does destroy the Soul Stone. Well, guess what, dumbass? Now he has the Time Stone. So he just reverses it, brings Vision back to life, rips the fucking thing from his head, puts it in his gauntlet. Oh shit, now we're in trouble. Thor comes roaring down with his axe, flings it, hits Thanos in the chest. You're right, Thanos, he should have went for the head. Maybe he has bad aim, I don't know. Thanos snaps his finger. Everybody starts disappearing. Kind of a somber thing. Um, I, I read a Q&A with James Gunn, who's the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and one of the executive producers on Infinity War. Someone asked what the translation was for Groot right before he disappeared when he's talking to Rocket. Groot is reaching out, and he says, I am Groot, because that's all Groot says. And the translation was, Father, what's happening? As he's talking to Rocket. So, you know, a little tug on the heartstrings there. Uh, Peter Parker vanishing. Tugs on the heartstrings as well. Um, and, and it was said that the reason why he was the last to disappear is his spidey senses were warning him about what was coming. <clears throat> So, that was pretty cool. So, we're left with the original Avengers. The original team. Cap, Bruce, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hawkeye that we think, we think Hawkeye, and then just a few scragglers of Rocket and Nebula. So it's essentially up to the original Avengers to finish this. So there's a lot of theories going around as to what happened to everybody. And my theory is that everybody is in the Soul Stone. Everyone that disappeared is trapped inside of the Soul Stone. And if you've seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, then you know what happens at the end, in the end credit scene. If you haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, go ahead and fast forward for about um, 45 seconds because there's going to be a spoiler here. At the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ant-Man is in the quantum realm trying to get some energy for Ghost and everybody that's outside, the Wasp and, and Hank and Hank's wife, Janet, they all disappear. The end of Ant-Man and the Wasp is, literally happens at the end of 
Infinity War. So now Ant-Man is trapped in the quantum realm. Can't get out. Something's going to happen there. Something is going to happen as far as some sort of time travel because Janet made some mention of time travel right before she disappeared. So something is going to happen in Avengers 4 with time travel. Okay, spoilers over. So, that's who we have left to face Thanos in, in Avengers 4. Now, granted, Thanos is hurt. We know Thanos is hurt. We see that Thanos is hurt. What the gauntlet did to him, it, it, it severely wounded his left arm. And, and as he sits down at the end, as he sits down on the porch, you can see uh, the damage is all the way up into his neck as well. So you kind of wonder what he is going to... how formidable he's going to be in, in Avengers 4. So... I talked a lot about Avengers 4. I probably shouldn't have talked that long, but man, I, I really do enjoy this movie. So now on to number two. Number two is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Um, I, I flip-flop between number one and number two all the time. Guardians is sometimes my number one. Guardians is sometimes my number two. Um, but the top two always remains the same. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. I knew absolutely nothing about this comic book when I was going in to watch the movie. I obviously knew who Chris Pratt was from his time on Parks and Rec. Uh, I loved Chris Pratt. I knew the dude was funny as hell. He truly is. He's absolutely hysterical. Uh, the fact that he was... Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm watching some tennis guy bash his freaking head in with his fist because he hit a shot out of bounds. What a douchebag. So anyway... <laughs> uh... <clears throat> So, I, I knew Dave Batista from watching WWE, and I knew that he was funny as well. Uh, Zoe Saldana, I love from Avatar. Um, Bradley Cooper is incredible. He's the voice of Rocket. And then, of course, Vin Diesel as Groot. The dude has three words throughout the entire movie, but it was awesome, man. So, I knew nothing about Guardians of the Galaxy going into it, and I was so so pleasantly surprised with how much heart this movie had how much even though they were you know kind of deviant all of them they were the good guys they cared about what happened to other people Gamora is the daughter of Thanos he literally literally trained her to be an assassin but she was still a good person. Drax. His name in the comics is Drax the Destroyer. He destroys things, guys. He doesn't make toast and wear a freaking kitchen apron. No. He's a destroyer. Rocket and Groot were hitmen. So, but here we are. Together as a team. They, they were, they brought out the best in each other. The heart that was involved was just so immense and so absolutely amazing. That's why this is my number two movie. I, I loved the humor. I loved the storyline. And more than anything else, I loved the heart that this film had. So my number one is the only movie left. If you haven't figured it out by now, it is Captain America, The Winter Soldier. 
I have loved this movie since the first day of release. Uh, I've always been a big fan of spy movies. I love the Kingsman movies. Those are fun. I love the James Bond movies. Those are a lot of fun. Um, this was the perfect spy movie. And if you don't believe that this is a spy movie, then I have one question for you. Did we watch the same fucking movie? Because this absolutely is a spy movie. It just happens to have a dude that wears a spangly costume with a American flag shield. So, Bucky Barnes is the bad guy-ish. It's really still Hydra. Hydra's never really dead. Bucky as the Winter Soldier, no memory of Cap, no no memory of his life before being the Winter Soldier. He was a ruthless killer, an absolutely devastating assassin. Cap meets Falcon for the first time on your right. <laughs> uh, I, I liked that Black Widow was in the movie. I actually enjoyed her in this movie, whereas in, in the previous two outings, which was Iron Man 2 and the Avengers, I really didn't care too much for her. But I really liked her in this movie. This movie made me believe that she can carry her own solo film. She had depth. She had... A great story for me personally Captain America the Winter Soldier is the best Marvel movie that they have done to date they have not been able to top it I don't know that they'll be able to top it in my mind your mind you might hate it and it might not even be in your top 10 but if it is not in your top 10 just know that you're wrong so <laughs> If you haven't seen Captain America the Winter Soldier in a while, go back and watch it again. It is just perfect, man. That's all I've got for tonight, guys. That is my list of 20 Marvel movies ranked from 20, Iron Man 3, all the way to number 1, Captain America Civil War. Share some thoughts with me. Let me know what you think. Let me know how wrong you think I am, and then I'll tell you, well, it's my opinion, so go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> you, you're entitled to yours. I am entitled in my, I'm entitled to mine. And I know I've got some people that are going to be pissed that I did not put Infinity War number one. Ken, probably you. That's okay, though. I love it. It's just not my number one. So, thank you again for tuning into this episode of the Geek Flags. Every episode I try to do better. I hope that this one was much better than the first. I hope you all have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed me rambling on about a passion of mine, which is comic book movies. Understand, people, that it has never been a better time to be a geek than it is now. The fact that in the last ten years there have been 20 Marvel movies should prove that. Maybe one day I'll rank the DC movies if they ever make a good one that's not named Wonder Woman. I don't know. We'll see. So shoot me an email. 
shoot me a text, shoot me something, let me know what other kind of ideas you'd like to hear me ramble on about. I know I've got an episode coming up with my good buddy Mark Allen Fishman. We're going to talk some scrubs, we're going to talk some independent comic publishing. He is a really funny guy. Y'all will like him. He's funny. I'm not. Uh, I'd love to be able to get my friend John on at one point just so we can do another episode together. He's really busy with work. I'm really busy with work. We'll see. So until next time, guys, fly your geek flags proud. Fly your geek flags high. And remember, nobody's opinion is wrong on what their favorite Marvel movie is. Bye.